What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating atheism versus polytheism, and we are starting right now with our polytheist guests. Matthew, thanks for being with us. The floor is all yours. Hey everybody, hopefully everybody's coming in. They're going to enjoy a great show. Tonight we're debating what James just said, and uh, I'm going to start us off. Quote, unquote, believing what makes you happy is more important than believing what's true about reality. And you should only focus on reality if that's what's important to you, unquote. That's T-Jump baiting Aaron Raw on April 25th of this year on a debate regarding does religion do more harm than good? In which T-Jump took the side of no, religion does more good than harm. Which leads me to question why he's typically so uptight in regards to religion, when generally speaking, it seems to be assisting people in happiness far more than not. This isn't to attack the character of T-Jump, except to say that I hope this debate can be handled in a civilized manner without add-ons. Today's argument may seem to contain a lot of what may be considered quote-unquote woo-woo magic. To many, that's fair. But allow Jordan and I to define where we're coming from, why, and how one might prepare these human minds of ours in a way as to grasp the, and I quote, knowledge of the universe on how it could be perceived by mankind. I'm sure, or at least it's very possible that the hows, as in how do we come to these conclusions or how do we practice our beliefs may come into question, but I think those are far less important in their pertinence on today's debate as opposed to the truth that the energies, the gods and goddesses, according to definition and reasoning for having them. I don't mind going into the historicity of religion, the roots, and why it's always been there, but again, I'd rather remain on on how the gods and goddesses are defined, their meanings and the importance of them in accordance to humanity. With that, I'd like to pass it off to Jordan and allow him to be the human thesaurus to bundle these things into mentally soluble definitions in which I hope may set the narrative to come. Thank you, Matthew. Absolutely, man. As we gather here today to explore the topic of polytheism versus atheism, I'd invite you to consider the fundamental human inclination towards exploring the mundane world and our place in it. 
From the earliest days of our existence, we have looked to nature and its characteristics, and we have applied introspection, reasoning, and logic to understand what is possible in our world. We have conceived of virtues and traits that transcend physical values, such as beauty, love, wisdom, and courage. These ideals are often associated with phenomena like gentle rains or angry seas. We may even attribute them to our own experience uh, of good or bad fortune, luck, etc. It is in this context that we may see the personifications of these traits and their embodiment in the form of gods, beings of high virtue and characteristics that embody the essence of our ideals and our speculative minds. These gods serve as examples of higher goals and aspirations that we strive that we strive to achieve in our place within the world. So let us engage in a thought-provoking debate on the existence of multiple deities and their role in shaping our understanding of ourselves and the world around us. Thank you. Thank you very much for that opening statement. We're going to kick it over to our atheist team as well. But before we do that, I want to say, folks, if this is your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral debate platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. We hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. And if you didn't know, Modern Day Debate is also on podcast. So if you haven't yet, look us up on your favorite podcast right now, and then you can listen to debates on the go. With that, we're going to kick it over to T-Jump and Dustin. Thank you very much. Gentlemen, the floor is all yours. So I didn't hear any evidence in their opening, so I don't really know what exactly I'm supposed to respond with. So just, I mean, the atheist position is, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the material physical world is all there is. There's no space minds, no minds outside of the universe, no minds that create anything. I don't really know what kind of polytheism either of them are advocating for because they didn't actually say anything in their opening to indicate what exactly it is that their claim is, which is kind of the point of the opening. You're supposed to tell us what the positive claim is so we can know what we're trying to uh, refute there. Certainly, I don't really know exactly what to respond with here other than uh, evidence is novel testable predictions until you can provide novel testable predictions that can show that your belief is more than just something made up in your imagination. Then the default is it's just something made up in your imagination, just like everybody else. So I will wait for evidence and concede there. You got it, Dustin. The floor is yours. Oh, gosh, it's on me already. So what's up, everybody? This is my first debate. I have some things written here. Uh, T-Jump kind of already summarized some of it, and, uh, well, nobody knows who I am, so I'll just start off with, uh, with that, and, uh, cut me off whenever you want to, James. Uh, so, I'm sort of like a soft atheist and an anti-theist, uh, coming out strong here. Uh, I think that deism may be possible. I don't care if it's true or not. Um. The concepts of theism is, you know, obviously more important to debate because they have, they're supposed to have influence on people's lives. And uh, I believe that the belief in God and gods is a delusion. And just the, you know, casual definition be something a person believes and wants to be true when it is actually not true. So there's not like any kind of a pejorative uh, meaning to that. I just kind of state it factually. And to me, uh, belief in fairies and unicorns uh, would be the same as belief in Odin or angels or spirits. And it's literally the same as a belief in a god. And I don't say this to mock or ridicule. Uh, I just, I literally mean this. 
And I think that uh, you just have no more evidence for your God or gods than I have that a pot of gold is at the end of a rainbow. And again, if you provide the evidence, then I'll be happy to look at it. And the idea that uh, like theists typically seem to have this idea or like it, it is expressed uh, and maybe they're not like intentionally doing it, but it seems as if they have this idea that they're somehow special and that they have some sort of a personal relationship with like a creator uh, or something along these lines. And that just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. It just, it's just, it just seems a little strange, especially whenever they never have any evidence. And as for polytheists, um, the past three days I've been looking on YouTube for uh, polytheistic debates. And so far, it seems as if it's sort of a watered down form of monotheism, which I guess is a little bit better. I mean, I can at least extend the olive branch in that regard. You know, they're not like very dogmatic about their beliefs and things like this. And so let's see here. Uh, the polytheism, what, what I gathered so far about the polytheism is that uh, over four hours of watching these like, quote, debates, uh, not one single truth claim was made. I was waiting for a truth claim, the same as T. Jump mentioned. Uh, the opening statements, nothing was mentioned at all about why it's true. They only want to talk about what they believe and how their belief is special and how it differentiates between other polytheistic and monotheistic beliefs as if that somehow means anything. And um, I really hope that we can get down to like the nuts and bolts of very direct questions, state a truth proposition, and then state what evidence or reasoning you have to believe that this truth proposition is real. And um, so far, I haven't gotten anything like that from any polytheist, except for uh, one by the name of Ocean, Keltoy, perhaps. And even he was basically not taking any hard stances on his beliefs. Basically, heaven and hell may or may not exist. Multiple heavens may or may not exist. And maybe there's even uh, every human is given their own personal form of heaven. And so if your God... Uh, dictates for you to do self-harm, you just simply reject your God and you find another. And uh, basically, whenever Vosh pressured uh, Ocean in their debate, uh, he basically said, well, in order to give a reason as to why I believe Zeus is a actual disembodied mind, it would take an entirely new conversation, and I would need to touch upon the highest echelons of philosophy. And so I would just end by saying, if your best argument is that the greatest philosophers are debating this very concept at this time to this day for the past 2,000 years, the obvious conclusions to me are that they might not be the greatest minds, or that the evidence for the truth claim that a god exists is severely lacking, or in my opinion, completely non-existent. And a lot of this polytheism is sort of like, it feels to me like it's a little bit of window shopping. It's more of a belief in belief. Like I like the culture and the practices. Therefore, I worship and practice devotion to the universe. I feel in touch with the universe, a way to express spirituality with the greatness of the cosmos. And it's not like they actually believe that Zeus exists or Odin exists. 
But I don't know if you guys actually believe these things or you believe different gods. Uh, I don't think you mentioned which gods you believe in. And from there, I think that we can just start the open discussion. And thanks again for, you know, allowing me this opportunity for my yeah. first debate. You got it. Thank you very much. We'll jump into the open dialogue. Do want to let you know, folks, we are live right now. So if you happen to have a question for the Q&A, which will follow the open dialogue, you have two options. One is if you at me at Modern Day Debate in the live chat. That's one way to ask your question. As well as if you do a super chat, those get pushed to the top of the list. And one quick reminder, if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button as we have many more debates coming up. And with that, gentlemen, the floor is all yours for open dialogue. Yeah, I'd like to kick us off with a few things there, uh, remarking toward what Dustin just said, uh, a few of the things that he just stated. Um, And one of the things that uh, T-Jump actually stated as well. So we're here tonight, we're debating polytheism versus atheism. Uh, Polytheism isn't a direct branch of any sort of pantheon of gods and goddesses. Therefore, T-Jump's question of, I don't know which gods and goddesses they're representing, is kind of invalid because we're debating polytheism as a whole. There's so many different pantheons with multi-god and goddesses systems that uh, it doesn't make any sense to say, hey, I don't know which ones they represent so that I can attack those. I can understand that to be a valid debate uh, argument. However, it doesn't really fit this specific debate. Um, That said, um, Dustin said, I believe uh, gods and goddesses are to make changes in people's lives. That's something they're supposed to do. Um, I'd say that even if it's not a physical uh, change in someone's life that mentally the belief in gods and goddesses can specifically make uh, changes in people's lives directly or indirectly. Um, and that follows kind of what T-Jump said in, hey, if it makes you happy, you should do it. You know, it doesn't mean that he has to believe it. It just means that, hey, it makes a positive claim in someone's life. Um, what, what are we talking about exactly? Like, what is your positive claim? Uh, that polytheism, that there are uh, gods, goddesses, universes around us and uh, energies around us and that those things do play a part in people's lives. I'm going to, I was kind of going to finish what I was saying and then I was going to hand it over to Jordan so that he can kind of define that system. Are are you defining, are you talking about gods or are you talking about energy and spirituality and the consciousness and your connection to the universe? Like, So what, what is the, what is the difference is my point. We see that in vast spiritual systems, religious systems, that uh, which I I'll, I'll go ahead. All right, polytheists believe a god can be defined as a phenomenon, whether natural or otherwise, that exhibits identifiable or personified characteristics that humans can recognize and relate to. These characteristics may include virtues, uh, such as, like wisdom, love, courage, or justice, or natural phenomena such as lightning, storms, and fertility. Um, all of the studies of the humanities, what we call the humanities, right, is based off polytheistic belief, spiritual belief. If you want a an actual factual truth claim, uh, my truth claim would be if you get a bunch of people together, they will find phenomena, they will relate to this phenomena, and they will define their culture based off of that experience with phenomena. Uh, we see this with every culture that's ever existed, with every history, like everything. Um, so saying gods are direct or indirect is kind of moot when we're talking about polytheism and how polytheism shapes our world even today. Um, so, so go ahead, uh, Matt. Sorry, continue. I'm chomping at the bit. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think that we need to start by even just defining what polytheism is because our atheist hosts don't seem to understand what that is. Polytheism is uh, the belief in more than one God, right? So directly, uh, I want to quote Dustin here. He says, polytheism is watered down monotheism, which is kind of an attack on character and religion. I mean, right off the start, right off the bat. I mean, to us, that's a little bit offensive because I would say that, I mean, I think everyone here should should believe and know that polytheism was around way before monotheism. So to self-describe polytheism as being a watered-down monotheism would immediately be like, I don't even know what I'm talking about, right? Well, I literally have no idea what any of you are talking about. Like, atheism, Uh, no gods, polytheism, gods. What do you, you know, uh, caught in the middle, like you claim that the gods exist, energies exist. Okay. Yeah what's the evidence? And by God, I'm assuming you mean something outside of the bounds of physics, right? Because physics says no God, science says no God. No, 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 no. What? That's that's a complete misnomer. Yeah. Science oh, yeah. doesn't even look for God or gods. Yes, it does. It, it does not. It by, does. It by, does all the time. Nature of the it's so convenient to just make wait, wait, that. Wait, one second, one second. Science, no, no, science no, cannot listen. find your God. Just if you're one person at a time, gentlemen, I do have to jump in just because people aren't able to hear anybody if everybody's talking yeah, at the same time. Yeah, that's not my claim. So science does look for gods. It's it's false to say that they don't. We literally have papers searching for gods, all hundreds of them. But that's irrelevant. I don't care whether science looks for gods, in your opinion. It doesn't make a difference. What do you claim exists that is beyond what atheism claims exists? Because atheism is just science. Yes. So it's, what? It, no, that's not true. There are what? atheists that can be anti-science. My, my, I'm talking about mine. Atheism is, is non-belief. I don't care about them. I don't, I'm talking about me. I'm debating. Don't talk about no, other atheists. When you're I talking atheism, about I mean atheism. I'm, I am the atheist you're speaking to. So when you're yes. debating atheism, you're talking to me, to my atheism. Nobody else's. Don't care about anybody else's. So my atheism is essentially just science. So what in your worldview do you claim exists outside of my atheism, which is just science? So, that, I mean, I guess we'd have to ask you what your definition of your atheism is, because you're saying not to compare science. you with other atheists. So if we're science. talking about atheism as a whole, which is the debate, right? He Polytheism said, versus he just atheism. Said the definition. He literally just, he so literally just said it four or physics. five times. So why don't you just say my religion is science? Not I'm not an atheist. I'm just a science person. Uh, I don't know what like so sure, so sure. define so science right science, yeah, science is the so polytheism versus logical naturalism so first of all I am pro science I love okay. science I rely on archaeology Same. history world sciences I don't care uh, to that's rude first well of no all. my question is is no, what no, do you no, claim like, exists outside of my world the debate is polytheism versus atheism my atheism is just metaphysical or methodological so, naturalism so what are you claiming okay. exists beyond methodological naturalism well, okay so. To start off with, right? Your so the the understanding of the natural world through the sciences, right? To through experimentation, observation, recording, trial and error, is to understand the the mundane world that we live in, the material, right? The foundation of the sciences, which gives us the atom, everything, comes from the polytheistic worldview that we can ascend higher, that the that we have virtues and characteristics, and we rely on these things uh, to identify. Lost. I have no idea what okay, you're saying. I, okay, okay. May, may I, I just may I ask you? I'm I'm gonna give it back to T Jump because he's on a good roll here. But I have a question. I have like just one question. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean your stuff's very easy to attack, Dustin. So I mean, I, I hope you well, continue. Well, I, I would say that whenever I said that polytheism was a watered down form of monotheism, uh, you're talking in terms of 
historicity and which came first. Yeah. That has nothing to do with what I said. I didn't say that polytheism came after monotheism. I mean that monotheism is typically okay. Well, you're sidetracking me for my question. My I mean, question, it's obvious. Monotheism is watered down polytheism. So it's the opposite of what you said. There's nothing to do with and it. And both can yeah. exist side by so side. So what is the difference between if somebody claimed to believe in Gandalf or Dumbledore or Yoda? And they claim that they have devotional practices to Gandalf, and Gandalf is, you know, part of their understanding of the universe. Is that different than polytheism? Like, okay, Gandalf and Dumbledore. Let's say they have two two concepts of a spirit in some form of Dumbledore and Gandalf. How is that different than your stated definitions or forms of polytheism? What could you attach Dumbledore or Ganon? Ganon no, actually, Gandalf can I, I kind of get in, Matt? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. So man. you're saying that if Dumbledore uh, was a, a spiritual archetype that was attached to in worship, then he would be a spiritual archetype. Yeah, sure, an archetype, like a, but, like a socially but, but, constructed archetype. But that, like, that, is, that is kind of putting... That's like a, it's like a misnomer, because you're saying if people worshipped Gandalf, they would worship Gandalf. Uh, I kind of I get your question that what makes Gandalf different than Thor, right? Is yes, that what you're going? That's the for? question. If we could just focus on that question. Okay, what makes Gandalf different than Thor is is Gandalf as nothing to do with phenomena of culture of the self of the universe or direct connection. I'm sure people love Lord of the Rings. They may connect with it socially, uh, but the difference is the idea of Gandalf, the ideal, what Gandalf represents. Uh, in a hierarchical view, it is not a, a deity, not a devotion. Gandalf, uh, through through history, through the relationship of the authentic audience to Gandalf, there's no spirituality there. There's there's nothing. It is a character. It is a play. Why why did polytheists in the past not worship uh, playwrights? Why why aren't we worshiping Shakespeare? Why aren't we worshiping Hamlet? Right. Well, I mean, why are we why are we cares. dedicated to Apollo? It depends why on what your form of worship to... is. Like, if you just oh want to keep doing please, the whole ground of all being line of argument, you can say worship is whatever you want to do with this your free is online, T. Joe. Literally, nothing. Anything you have said has that given us anything to talk about. Like, like, just let's please. No, please, you're not forget, finding forget, We're all that. talking except what? you. Is your, your, your lack of you understanding exists beyond materialism, beyond methodological naturalism. Like your lack of being able to understand anything. Don't tell me about my life. Answer one. the question. The question is, what do you claim exists beyond methodological naturalism? If nothing, say nothing. If something, say something. So, Go ahead, Jordan. We can we can keep repeating things. So no, it's it's uh, I, I get I get the hook you're trying to do. So again, this isn't no. a hook. I'm trying to understand the joke. No, you're, you are no saying. you're not. We're what we're in a bit. Do we're, you we're in a believe so. exists outside of methodological naturalism? Nothing or something. He jumped. The louder you get, the more broken your voice sounds. Just so you know, James, so, get him to answer the question. I'm trying to actually d- address the okay, debate topic. Like, Polytheism. Like, give, give me the. Floor I do want to. All right, gentlemen. Let me just jump in. It would be good just because there have been a lot of. We've covered a lot of ground in terms of breadth. It would be good if there was maybe ideally a syllogism so kind of like premise premise conclusion in terms of an argument for polytheism or it could likewise be for atheism in the sense that whether you guys take uh, strong atheism or weak atheism but maybe who's willing to put forth 
a syllogism. By that, I just mean, so like, for example, the as an example, the old Kalam, if the universe uh, began to exist, the universe has a cause. Okay. I have, premise two, I have like the a universe loose began metaphor. To exist. Uh, sorry, James, I don't mean to cut you off. What have uh, you got for a, prim, uh, a okay. syllogism? Okay. Just so, so you have the, the gist of it. Like, so literally, talking, please list the premises. So we're talking all of, all of polytheism, all of the human experience has led up to this point through multiple cultures and history and contacted the vine and ascending to ourselves. Uh, what I currently see and what I would argue, right? Atheism is non-action. Atheism is a fixed position, right? That that does not even bother to explore half of the human experience in touch with the divine. And now this could be due to like nature or nurture. This is not a syllogism. Can we please get to the syllogism? Okay, I'm I'm getting there. All right, because you want me to explain these high and start concepts. with premise one. Okay, so oh. premise one. Uh, do Don't tell us how to how to argue, man. We got this. Obviously, so, you don't. So, but it's not an argument. You're just you're no, 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 let's go. Premise state, one. Premise you're one. just continuing to state your. We can't. We can't words. put things into words. And one plus one so, equals so, two. So, two, so five two words. Things, two things requires right? a few. Our our worldview is not just ah rainbows and unicorns exist with no thought or for it takes time to explain the basis of our worldview, rational and philosophy. If you don't give that, then you're not going to comprehend. I want right? to, you I have the you have care. the simple. You have the simple thing. The same thing happens in other other kind of debates, uh, like Can evolution. Can we get to the syllogism? Okay, I'm working on it. So Don't work on it. Say premise one is. How, how much time do you need? I just want to have an expectation yeah. of how much okay. time. Okay. How about here? more than ten seconds before we keep getting interrupted? So, uh, premise one: humans uh, connect with phenomena. We we have the ability. Right to see phenomena in life, whether that is luck. Atheists, I know lots of atheists. Uh, that blow on their D&D dice, that name their dice, they go, oh, please be lucky. They have a semblance of luck and the idea of metaphysics in that way, right? Uh, sentimentality can be a similar thing. Humans connect to phenomena uh, innately, by nature. We connect to phenomena. Okay, premise one, we connect to stuff. Premise two. I, I wrote it down and we have it. Okay, so I just want to make sure I'm clear. Yes, yes, we make up emotional okay. connections to things. I agree. Humans connect Next. with phenomenon. Perfect. Yes. Next. Okay. Please. So, so uh, humans are also rational. Okay. That would be my next thing. Humans are, are rational and logical. And we have this incredible ability. Are you, are you having like a, a stroke T jump? Are humans okay? are partially rational, mostly irrational, but I don't, I don't see how this gets. Okay. If, if humans are rational, if humans are in. If if humans are irrational, how can you be so sore in your your fixed position? Is this part of the syllogism, or are you off? Well, the no, I'm just making I'm just making a point. Okay, he's made so one point so far. Now he's on. To, now he's on to the second one. And then humans we have partially humans rational. are rational and logical. So far, okay. we have two. Okay, so we're Is able. Right, so <laughs> Matthew, take over. I need what? a second. Yeah. How, yeah how, so, what? What? So what Dustin's kind of saying is that there are virtues amongst humanity that and nothing Jordan, else shares. Sorry, he's a there's something there's something and polytheism doesn't place an exact position on what created us what gave us this what any of this is <laughs> well, what okay, I, I, forgive me please amongst humanity i am so sorry doesn't I'm exist so, amongst the rest of the world i must doesn't, i must, doesn't, uh, I must interject I, I i apologize in the beginning both t jump and i we're both stating that your introductions gave no description as to what you believe or why you believe it. And I and T-Jump are both 
gently pushing you into Did I interrupt you every 10 seconds? Trying to just finish this argument. We have humans connect with phenomenon, and then we have humans are rational and logical. And then Jordan transferred his consciousness into you so that you could finish his thoughts. And now you're just going. Oh, your- man, this is like a you're, are you can't hoping now we came from a rock kind of thing. Is that what that at home can is? We, can we just like just for the sake of my sanity, please, if we could just finish this one small little molecule of like the argument that you're you were attempting to finish. Well, that's what uh, Jordan here was attempting to do uh, before he was interrupted. Like, I don't know. I could make a. No, no, there like was a, no. And gave it to there was no like Thompson he thing transferred like a to you so that you could finish oh the thoughts. There was no. James, give us a syllogism. Make them give us a syllogism, please. Please. Uh, Jordan started with one and he was and on to stopped. number two. Wait, that, uh, that, so, that was the complete syllogism? That was the complete. That was the complete form, the final if we form. Have so, no, it, so a syllogism just in the sense that even like as an analogy, let me give you an example. Like let's say I was using the Kalam. If I said like I'm going to argue like in a nutshell to give you a very brief summary, I would say I'm going to argue that God exists and that we have reason to believe that the universe has a cause and that God is that cause and that's the gist of it. Okay. Like what could so, you give it to that's like yeah. the really bare bones. Could you give us yeah. a really bare bones, like two sentence explanation of the argument? Yes. Okay. So every culture that has ever existed has had a polytheistic tradition. I don't think that's an accident. I don't think that's a misnomer that we naturally pull to the divine and connect with something higher than ourselves that gives us higher ideas to make us understand the natural world that gives birth to the sciences, right? We would not be pulling to something over nothing if it didn't have value, if the phenomena didn't make a difference in our lives, if it was not good, if it was nothing. All right, that 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 is my argument. That humans, we as humans, no matter where we are, connect with the divine in some form, and that the divine exists in some form that is intangible through us, through phenomenon, through our understanding and our, our really like natural abilities to understand it to begin with. Do you not think that we exist as atheists? I think you exist. Absolutely. We know you. Do you, you think exist. that we're just making shit up and lying? That no. We, that we, we do no. actually believe in the divine? That we, we actually secretly go to a little room and, you know, devote our our prayers and thanks? And well, that's That was irrelevant to the argument. So the argument was is that every society believes in polytheism. Therefore, polytheism is true or something. Is that the argument? It seems like it. Um, but I think every... what he, what Jordan is trying to say is that every different uh, nationality, culture, faith across planet Earth, uh, prior to the adaptation of the Abrahamic faith, uh, were able to connect certain things directly or indirectly to certain gods, goddesses, etc. If you, we were animists, they were able to attach it toward some sort of energy. Um, if there were shamanists, then they had a director that was able to do it. I'm getting a little off topic here, but that. At the very beginning of humanity, even up to today, which we see society is beginning to, to move back towards, we've been able to attach certain uh, names uh, towards a certain energy, towards a certain virtue, towards therefore, something that humans seem to live by. Therefore. So, so, look, so, therefore, right, we get this, these virtues. We get to the core of what our experience is, and we connect with something higher than ourselves. So, like Odin. Odin's name is Ulthar. 
the original name in Old Norse. It is ecstasy. It is wisdom, right? It is these key virtues that we can entangle, we can view and, and ascend to, right? So, uh, Democritus, right? Well, I, I don't, uh, I'm not seeing how any of this is different than humans make stuff up and it makes them feel good. So, so no, I'd I say that humans little... make up science that came from uh, sure. historical uh, ideologies, historical figures that still live on today through various science uh, sure. that were religious, that were polytheists at the sure. time when they invented said things, and that nowadays atheists live by the science that uh, they understand through mathematical my equations and not through uh, maybe the creation thereof, so, so, but how so, they got there. So my, have, question, my have... question was just clarify, just clarify. My question was. How is everything you just said not the same as humans, all humans, make stuff up and it makes them feel good? Because it's not a simple... Well, okay, wait, not just that they make stuff up, they make up different things. If every different culture were to make up the same theology or the same, you know, whatever, they connect with the universe the same way, with the same gods, the rules that the gods give you, the way that they you know, attach their reality to the gods and all this stuff. But every culture has different gods. I'd like to take that one if you don't mind, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so, uh, Dustin, so that's actually uh, cool that you asked that, man. So I asked T-Jump this once. He came on my show. Thank you again, T-Jump. I I truly do appreciate that, man. Um, Honestly, I'm not just saying that. Um, So anyways, uh, so I asked T-Jump on my show once. I said, hey, so how do we relate the fact that 17 different cultures face nationalities across the face of the earth that we don't believe at the current day uh, could communicate with one another? How did 17 different ones come up with a guy with one eyeball that wore a patch over one eye or a scarf over one eye, something over one eye, that ended up being at the top of said pantheon? So I think I'm, I'm not going to ask whether or not you know what a pantheon is. I'm sorry. Um, so was at the top of a pantheon. He was always known for a god or goddess of wisdom. And uh, so that's 17 different cultures face, you know, religions across the face of the earth. Maybe they had different names for said gods and goddesses. Um, however, they had the same pretense and they were not able to communicate with one another. And I'm, I'm happy to provide that evidence at the end of the debate, if you don't mind. I don't care about that. So I addressed that in the last one. I want to go back to my question, which is the more important one. Why Where, is what oh, you said? Is, is Dustin not as important as you, T-Jump? That question wasn't because it's irrelevant. I'm his sidekick. I already emailed T-Jump and said he can take the lead. I'm just here to... You know, okay. So I want to know, like, if everything you just said and believed is perfectly compatible with my belief, which is all polytheists are doing is making stuff up and it makes them feel good. Just like all theists are doing is making stuff up and it makes them feel good. And so I want to know what in your position would disagree with my position, which is you're just making stuff up and it makes you feel good. Well, being that atheism is a relatively new concept, not exactly, but sort of. Um, into in the modern age, it's never been really picked up uh, at all. So we're talking so, about a history of thousands upon thousands, decades, well, not decades, but tens of thousands of years of uh, people. Okay, so who, so people make stuff up for tens of thousands of years, and it makes them happy. So what about? I would still agree. I would agree with the statement. What, do you disagree with the statement? So no, it's not as clear as making things up. Uh, so What's again, we're ta- so we're because it's it's an understanding. That's the difference. So I can make up understanding of what I can make up. I mean, anything. if we would have listened at the beginning, you probably would have understood what he's saying. But instead, so, you kept interrupting. I I can have any imaginary friend that I I, I choose to have, right? Sure. I could have sure. a rainbow unicorn named Sarah, yes. right here. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is not. So that is a made up concept, right? Would you agree? Sure. 
Okay. So the difference is I did not connect with what I would call Sarah through the experience of the natural world, through phenomena, through understanding the virtues and characteristics, through rational thinking, as in the natural sciences. Okay. And by that, I mean like the origin of sciences uh, through alchemy, hermeticism, understanding the characteristics of something. So if you understand, okay, um, that uh, fire is hot, right? Sure. Okay. So we we naturally give aspects to fire. Have you ever have you lit a fire in your yard? You're like, ah, yes. oh, that fire is aggressive. Have you ever been fired up? Sure. Okay. So we know the nature of fire, right? We have sure. a nature to fire. We understand that it is consuming. It can be aggressive. It is hot from the heat, right? From the heat of fire. It can also be non-existent at certain times. I mean, sure, there could be like, well, I don't know what you'd call non-fire, but, but what sure. does this have to do with the topic? So this has to do with the topic because polytheists created the bedrock for understanding because we could see a limitless universe, limitless potential to understand something innately and personably to get to scientific understanding we have today. Democrates, okay, was a polytheist. What what, what does that matter? So that's, that's uh, what's, this fallacy, genetic fallacy, genetic fallacy, the, the origin of something doesn't make the origin No, no, true. because it's not just an origin, it's a follow through. Okay, Isaac Newton's hermetic so, work outweighed his mathematical work. And why would that matter? Because the key to thermodynamics was built on the back and, and was less important to Isaac Newton than understanding the phenomena world. And if that's not important to you, then you're just, to me, that's you're true. devaluing it. I, I, I have, have no question. idea. I, get, I, I have no I idea. Have, I have a question, about. please. I have a question, yeah. gentlemen. As long as we're allowed to answer it, T-Jump. Are we allowed to answer his question, T-Jump? No, because <laughs> you still haven't answered mine. Okay, like at the uh, very okay beginning, so don't ask your question, Dustin. T-Jump said no. At the very beginning, I asked, how is anything in your worldview different from my perspective, which is you're just making stuff up and it, it makes you feel good? He is making, really, so, so first of all, making stuff up, it's not made up. It's discovered uh, through these what's virtues. What's discovered? The, through interacting with ourselves in the natural world. What is discovered? Actually, I don't care about how you discover. What is discovered? Discover in general, like scientific gods? discovery. Were gods discovered? Their virtues that we ascend to gods are those are emotions. That's making Uh, stuff up. Are you saying that the good things that you think are good in the world because you think they're good are products of a disembodied mind that is undetectable? And those disembodied minds gave humans these good things that you are subjectively believe are good. Through all not of just poly- good things either, bad things. Yeah, as well. Through all of, well, poly- I was going to say, like, what about a, what about a, you know, a, a, a baby that's just like lying in the ditch, well, dying because is, you know, this is off topic. The mother this left the baby there. Is that a good so, thing? So, so yeah, let topic. me answer your, let me answer oh. your question. Okay, first, we're talking about all of polytheism. And that includes a lot of worldviews. So, in like Wait, a very, I just asked split- a question oh. about. Okay, let me answer. Okay, so this whole debate is going. So you to don't want to think. You don't want information. Asked, you don't want information. And you don't want to think. You want to can you? You want to continue non-thinking. Things. That's all I'm hearing. Polytheism is different things, and not any one question can be answered succinctly because we're going to have to go through a two. If we're talking about year, polytheism, you know, historical, you know, uh, past. Um, it's required. It is required. Great. 
So what about? Yeah, I wish we had like three hours, five hours, but how, we're trying to like sum this up. But it takes us a while. And like we I'm had, here. we had short roll. notice to a like, long time. Do you want to so, go five hours, six hours? I'm down. I I can do a beer round, but yeah, sure. So, so, so the beat. How did the good things get here? Virtues. Okay, because so like virtues. courage, love, and bad things. But let's let's focus on virtues because those are typically highest things. And again, that's pretty innate, right? So, so beauty, right? We we tend to think that like uh, beautiful things are similar. Like like there there can be variances, but we can we have the attention to like something is beautiful. It has a virtue of beauty. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yes. All right. Things are beautiful. Okay. All right. And not only can physical things be beautiful, non-physical things can be beautiful. Right? Have you have a sure. beautiful thought? Yes. All right. A beautiful experience. Yes, right. Sure. Yes. So it is a, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a virtue that transcends the physical, the non-physical, right? Through our understanding of the phenomena of beauty. I think okay? those are all physical, but what's your point? How are they all physical? Brains, thoughts, states, so they're all physical. That's the consensus oh, in neurology, I would say psychology, that, physical sciences. Everybody thinks it's physical. Okay, but is, every field. Are is, you saying that consciousness proves gods? I'm saying that our our connection, because I would I would agree that we, we may be poor instruments uh, for everything non-physical, maybe. But through our experience in the physical, we can ascertain the non-physical. Oh, that's the good. Virtue. The non-physical. So, so when uh, I originally so, asked a question about um, what do you believe in that disagrees with methodological naturalism? If you think anything non-physical exists, that would be a great example. Why do you think anything non-physical exists? So it may. So is things love non-physical. Made... No, it's, everything is physical. I'm a materialist. Everything is, is physical. Is happiness non-physical? No, it's physical. It's literally anger in the brain. Physical. These, this is the consensus so, no, among so I neurologists, would, cognitive scientists. Brain states. Yes. What else is there than a brain state? So I would say that these are. So I would say that happiness is it has a physical component, but you're missing the the other component, which is non-fears, which is the experience of happiness. That aha, that connection to happiness, that is non-physical. And the cool thing about why virtues, do you think that? Because it's 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 innate and and. This has been the dialogue, the same dialogues I'm using now, right, has led us to literally discovering the atom before we had any periodic table, anything, because it's in the idea of forms and virtues that we discover the natural world. And there are phenomena that surpass what we can observe succinctly, what we can measure. Can you feel happiness and love if you're being tortured? If you're in, so... If you're in the BDSM, yes. I'm sure there is a state where you can experience something negative. And I, I, I am not into that. But is it possible for if I am being tortured, am I able to just flip my brain state and attach myself onto this concept of happiness and just think, oh, I, I'm just I'm happy. I, I, I love I love you, torturer. You, I mean, please I, continue I would, torturing. Can I think this or I would argue or, wait or are these brain states of love and happiness and in you know being horrified and you know terrified that you're being tortured are these byproducts of physical interactions from the real world that that cause these brain states to occur like why why would i not just be able to sit here and just feel love immediately like i i love my mouse pad or i love my keyboard how come i can't do that 
So you, I you say can, that it, actually, you can do that. Physical states can still do that. I don't, I don't really see the relevance of that question. Yeah, you can I, do I, that. yeah. No, but, like, but why? But why? Why can't I do that? I can't. You can. I, you I, literally I, can. If it's physical you states, you, you can, can literally just, do. You that. can't just choose to believe something. You have yes, to. You it has to be a brain there state. There are. If it's so, physical, so there I, is I, ways I, to change the physical states to make you believe them. So you can do that. I don't see how it's relevant. Not where I'm sitting currently. You may not be able to because you. That was my question. Why am I not able to do that right now? There could be lots of reasons, even if there's so, a spiritual again, state, I you would cannot argue, do that. So, so this is like our, our big difference, okay? I mean, um, I'll let the two of them argue with each other. That's cool uh, with me. Yeah, I want to no, get back to the actual topic because you still have not answered a single question. I, well, I guess you I, have to answer one question. So, I mean, some of the audience seems to get it, but you're still not. So Yes, because I'm, I'm rational. I would disagree. I would disagree that you're not taking a rational state uh, with this because you're not willing to transcend what really isn't even a consensus on science. We are still measuring things. We are still understanding the natural world. The consensus of science is is materialism. Nothing beyond materialism. Everything is material. Yes, and if you're stuck in this one box, you are not flexible. And I'm not saying, oh, golly gee. That makes no sense. How? Because there's nothing in this worldview of materialism that excludes the supernatural. If you have evidence of the supernatural, we're happy to grant it. Have you you had an idea? We're happy to grant it. You just don't have any. That's what we're asking for. So, have you had an idea? Is yes. an idea physical? What yes. does a an idea, a unique yes, idea? Yes, the consensus among every neuroscientist, every okay, we, philosopher we can measure. of mind, every expert in consciousness is it is physical. We can literally measure and weigh ideas. You can calculate how much they weigh based off how much energy they yeah, have. Google the, it. How much does a thought weigh? Yes, this is physical. That's the consensus among every scientific field. So, I, I, so first of all, uh, hold on. Talking a lot. So we can measure a physical component, right? We can measure a physical component and have a weight of a transference of data. Uh, But I would say, uh, but is science concrete? No, science evolves every day, every week. There are new studies, new journals. And so I'd say it would be hard to have a concrete idea of like, ah, this is how the brain works 100%. What? Right. I have no idea what you're talking about. Obviously, science isn't concrete. Science is a methodology. Methodologies are not concrete yes. things. And sure. methodologies are dependent are we... on how you measure the subject matter, how you approach it. In... Yes, yes, yes. If you have a better methodology, present it. Okay. Then again, like it sucks because we do have methodologies. Uh, I personally do not because I'm not a scientist. I'm not in a scientific field. I don't have a doctorate, any of that. But again, we have like Isaac Newton, where six times of his work was based on metaphysical principle, practice, and application. And so that is ignored. So smart people do stupid things, a lot of stupid things. That's if something metaphysical is the base of Isaac Newton's work, that is if not those things true. wouldn't exist fallacy. without the metaphysical, That's a then fallacy. I think there's something behind that. It's yeah, a genetic I, fallacy. So you can have a stupid idea that is completely wrong, but it can guide you to the truth. That doesn't mean the stupid idea was actually correct. It's still so a, you're, you're, so you're incorrect. It means the, the quote unquote stupid idea is still part of what the no, equation becomes. No, the stupid idea was the thing that started you along the path to. So get it to is the an idea it stupid. So, so if Isaac Newton credited all of his work to a metaphysical principle, you would throw all that what and just take the principle that that you personally agree with. The one to me, that that's irrational. To exist independent of imagination is the one we keep, and the ones that cannot are the ones we get rid of. That that is like beyond limiting. I in, don't know what that view. means. Obviously, it's limiting because it gets rid of the stupid ideas. But why do you think that's how bad? Do you, how do you dif- how do you define a stupid idea? Things that can't be differentiated between imagination and reality. So again, like a love for a partner 
that can be different. That would not be a stupid idea. We can differentiate love. That's a material physical process that we can identify in the brain. We can stop it with different chemicals. Yes, that's not, but not really. Idea. Yes, we no, can. No, you can have. I mean, I mean, we have, you're saying that love like a, never no, ends. I'm sorry. No, go no, ahead, Jordan. No, no. Okay, you can get the chemical balance of love throughout the body as an experience, yeah, okay, okay. but you can't get the depth of personal love that you do experience. I cannot. What? Yes, you can literally get that. You can literally just shock no, your brain in the no, right place and no, you get that. No. Okay, so all hang of on. the neurological Jordan, studies show that. There's no, yes, there's no study that doesn't show that. All right. So hold on a second. So what you two are stating right now is that there's a miracle drug out there that could be created that says you're gonna experience love. Like yes, you, we can you literally shock the, the you drug. in the brain to make you do that. Yes. You, you literally that I, drug drug and then you love. I don't know about the science, but it seems perfectly reasonable that this is that this I mean, we can't even get medications right for veterans at this point. We can't make people happy. This is so not like, a medication. This is they stick an electrode in your brain. Med- medication, you can stick as many electrodes as you want in my brain. I don't think you can just force me to be happy. We can literally do that. There are literally studies that have literally done. So it. then why are they doing Why are we not seeing more of it? They have. It's just like, why are we spending stick- like thousands of millions and billions of dollars on medications when we can just shock to, people to into st- happiness? Why don't we stick electrodes in everyone's brains to shock them into happiness while cutting their skull open and sticking I mean, a giant I mean, tube in their brain? Safe, like, that's a right? stupid idea. Yes, it. we can do that. Yes, we can do Safely. that. So, yes, we can do this. And we why are we that. doing it? Because they have to cut your brain open, stick an electrode but in, and a neuroscientist and an anesthetician I mean, do you're this for you. I mean, making the assumption that happiness is the only thing that matters. No, no, I, I'm no, using I it as a numerous base, times you know, that the bad things matter as well. No, no, I'm using I, happiness as a base principle we can all identify with personally, something that we've all experienced. I hope everyone here has experienced happiness in their life. Uh, that would be good. Uh, you're arguing it's not yeah, physical. Yeah, but I don't reason. experience happiness all the time. I am arguing that it's not physical. And I'm not there has to be it's... some external force that, like, causes me to feel the happiness. So, yeah, and that is that. a byproduct of just basically evolution. Certain things trigger that happiness and certain things don't. If a rhinoceros takes a giant shit, I'm not going to be thinking, oh, this makes me happy. But, you know, if if I meet a girl and I'm going on a date and I, I'm, you know, getting these feelings for her, yeah, I'm going to be happy. Like, it's just brain states being caused by physical outside influences and they're fleeting. They, they come and they go. That's why I asked you if why can't I just fall in love with a keyboard right now? Why can't I control this brain state? If it's something like in my head that, you know, that's the question. But I mean, well, TJ I, says it's irrelevant. I hate to fall into any type of uh, monotheistic because, you know, the monotheists keep debating you guys over and over and over again. However, the one thing that they do say that's true, and T-Jump, I'm getting to something, thanks, um, is that uh, in the form of evolution, I mean, we have Cro-Magnons that are here, Neanderthals that are here. We have this species. I, I don't need to go into all the different ones. And they all seem to adopt into humans if they don't just die off. And all of the said humans across the face of the earth come up with the same emotions. They all come up with the same virtues, the same ideologies. And we're talking about people that could not communicate one another. And once again, they came up with pantheons of gods and goddesses or vice versa or one or the other, whatever. Um, that were even in the same status quo moving down. Like, why is that? Because Give me evolution. an answer. 
same reason so evolution believe, says wait, 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 that 17 same, cultures the same reason everyone used to believe the world was flat because we have certain evolutionary tendencies to believe certain things and those things are contingent on what's helpful for us in society so evolution selects for false beliefs like illusions delusions misconceptions fallacies biases all humans share these things all humans share an anchoring bias all humans share type one and type two errors all humans share an authority bias all of these things are demonstrably false but all humans share them. You have this idea that because all humans share silly ideas, that the silly ideas are justified simply because everyone shares them. That is not true. We know for certain that is not true because science has proven silly ideas that everyone shares are false all the time. There are thousands of examples of these. So you have to show they, why your silly idea isn't exactly the same as the other they, silly idea. they all developed them symbiotically with, amongst themselves without the influence of outside culture? Yes, it's all humans everywhere all have these biases. Oh. And they all came up with the same theories. Yeah, anchoring bias. All humans. Type one and type all errors, humans all came up humans. with the same point of view. All these fallacies are in all humans. Yes, no communication. It's in our biology. And through, oh, and through this view, they discovered the natural world, the sciences to get to. Yes, the we literally, these fallacies. So, led us so to we do have science. the ability to drop baggage off, things that aren't true off, right? Yes. Like once we went. So once we. So great book, Hellenistic astrology. Blank name. Really great book. In it, it talks about the history of astrology. And I know you don't care about astrology. We're not debating astrology. Um, is the Babylonians got really into the stars because it pertained to them and their lives. And they needed a way to measure the effects of these stars and planets on their lives. So they started astronomy. Yeah. I mean, astro the astronomy, the tracing of yes. planets and yes. stars with meaning, with collecting data on their day to day lives. Right. Right. Within so we 10 years. With astrology. astrology was wrong, but it led us to astronomy. astronomy no, no. They, right. they developed together. Astronomy backs astrology in this in this time. And then we period. found astro astrology was wrong and we debunked it. We got rid of it. We're still on. I, I, I would disagree garbage. in parts. Uh, yeah, I would disagree in parts as well. Uh, okay. But through through the methodology of what is important to us as people. We uh, literally understood that, oh, shoot, the earth is moving. Oh, we're not geocentric. Oh, dude, this is crazy, right? And our worldview fundamentally trained with the truth of what was observable, what was experienced. And if you're throwing away the ideas that, that stay with connection to the divine that led us there, that is married to this, then, then I think you're literally missing half of the puzzle. Now, now that said, I'm an honest seeker of truth. I'm not here holding my ears and going la 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 la. All right, I'm considering what data we do have available through history, through human con con uh, culture and connection. Um, right, and you're not. You're leaving. No, I, I'm doing only science. You're making stuff up. I'm doing what's called not making stuff up. So there's three right, categories. So there's three categories of things. There's things that are demonstrably true, things that we can show exist independent of our imagination. Two, things that we can show are demonstrably false, things we can disprove. And three, things that are unfalsifiable. So obviously astrology has been falsified. Every science says, yeah, it's garbage. It's wrong. I don't know why you disagree with that, but that is the claim we can talk about. Two is things that we can prove are true, like evolution. We can prove that one's true. All the evidence shows evolution is true. Three are unfalsifiable things. Some like some certain kinds of gods are unfalsifiable. I mean, there's a lot of, unfalsifiable there's a lot of things evolution, are but, yeah. equally as wrong as provenly falsifiable things. So unfalsifiable and provenly falsifiable, both garbage. It, it depends on your measuring stick. 
So science, science is the measuring stick. No, no, it literally depends on the way that you go about the experiment, what data you've collected, and what human no. biases are at play. It, no, 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 how, no, no, it doesn't. Yes, we know, yes. we know these two things are false, no matter which ones, because they're bad, because anything can be justified. We know these oh. are false. Well, so unfalsifiable once... claims, provably falsifiable claims, any methodology you use that is consistent and reliable was going to show those two are false every time. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you have a point if you're talking about just one scientist <laughs> making one test in one lab. Yeah, there's biases. There's, you know, all so there's not biases. That's why you have other scientists check your work and they try to prove each other wrong and all this stuff. I I love the I love the scientific method. I think it's a a good standard. I'm not I'm not anti-scientist. I want to say that from the jump. I'm not a fundy or anything like that. But I will say culturally, humans have biases. Right. And that includes a scientific model. Jon Snow couldn't prove germ theory till after his death. Right, because of biases so, no, in science. Incorrect. This is this is a common misunderstanding of the scientific method. Each individual has biases. So I, I like my model of I don't know physics or whatever. So the shrinking so of the one, sec, the one, sec, one sec, one sec. So because I like my model of physics, I'm going to try and find data that confirms my model of physics. Now every other scientist has their own preferred model, and they disagree with mine. And so their bias is they're trying to prove me wrong. And each of them, their individual biases, if they can all try to prove me wrong and they can't, that means my bias is most likely correct and I got it right. So even though individually we have biases, each of our biases are pitted against each other in science to try to disprove all the other biases, which means the ones that get passed are unbiased because the only reason they were passed was because everyone with all the other biases were trying to disprove I, them. I think that somewhere we're, we're mixing things up here, T-Jump, is that neither of us are disagreeing with science. Neither of us are saying that science is completely wrong. You said there wrong. were non-physical things. That's there are non-physical things. There That's are reasons that scientists science. came to the conclusions they came to, and reasons that scientists still utilize. Which scientific that scientists field use. says there are non-physical things? I mean, we've done mentioned one, and you've refuted it. Which scientific field? What, what was it? Which which field of science? What cosmology, astrology, astronomy, physics, chemistry, biology? Which field of science? concludes they're non-physical things. Newton is not a field of science. Newton wrote most of his things yep. about religion, which is discarded by science. So which field of science says there are non-physical things? Which fields of sciences were created by certain scientists? I don't care which field of scientists today, the field of science, not individual scientists which, who is Which idiot, field of field. sciences wouldn't exist today without said no, you're just dodging. I don't care. You're just purposefully dodging the question. I, I'm not dodging at all. I'm, what I'm saying is that then what's the, the, the roots, the roots of, of these scientific fields are rooted That's a in genetic what we're fallacy. talking about that they wouldn't even exist. Rooted That's a genetic in fallacy. That's literally a genetic fallacy. A genetic fallacy is a fallacy of origin. Apparently you guys don't like us to keep thing. repeating ourselves, but that's what we keep doing. Because I've proved you wrong on this point, and you can't answer the question. The question you was, which field of science admits there are non-physical things, and then you bring up a genetic fallacy saying, oh, but these fields of scientists are originated in things that believe that nonsense, which is a genetic fallacy. So I mean, math is purely metaphysical. That came to without it. What? No, it's not. Math, math is, math, mathematics is purely metaphysical. Metaphys- it exists in the mind. Everything is yeah, metaphysical. Metaphysical true. is the fundamental. Okay. We think we can reality. talk to aliens with math. Non-physical. No, <laughs> it does not. It about? literally does not we, mean that. So. We literally think we can talk to other species with numbers. Yes. So what was fine. the? How, how are we taking this entire? Because you think they're universal, right? And, and uh, no. wrapping it up into a something that we can just take a bite out of. How does any of this apply to how you know or can prove? Would it? Would it? That not multiple interest- gods exist. What, what Vir- virtues? Okay, I think it was. Vir- I, I, I apologize. I think you were talking about virtues, right? Ecstasy, virtues, things that things that only we have. 
how do you know that gods gave this to us? Why, why, why does this necessarily mean that gods have to exist because love exists? How, how is that like nonsense? Because the gods are the highest ideal of these virtues which exist in our physical world that we can connect with, uh, that we can experience, that we can have reciprocity with, possibly. So because you're defining we God. As, as I said it in the beginning, as any phenomena we can personally connect with, that we can identify characteristics and virtues for. That's all a god needs to be. Well, this okay, is so why, you're basically this is, defining what, what, god what, 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 The what, what, sun what, is, is a god. The physical sun can be defined as a god. And it, so it, Gandalf can be defined as a god. I, I would disagree because Gandalf's not really a phenomena unless you include like... I relate or, him towards one. Yeah, you can relate it. You can call him like... Uh, he could represent the phenomena of like wisdom or the virtue of wisdom, right? Being yeah, yeah the power of good over evil, the yes. triumph of good over evil. Sure, and I mean, that that's would take very courage, right? Yeah. Empowering the 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 weak to rise up and you know take a hold yes. of their. And as, uh, as humans, we make connections with these virtues because we see them. We even see them in nature. We see them in ourselves and our communities, and we aspire to the ideal. The gods are are the ideal. Right, they are you're the saying ideal. you're saying that virtues don't exist; they're not physical. I, I'm saying it can be both. Right. Wait, I'm, how so, can, okay. I'm saying there's a physical manifest. There's a physical manifest. Ah, words. There's a physical version of these virtues because it exists in the ideal, and we apply uh, introspection and rationale to understand that these things exist, like charity, right? Like giving, like sacrifice, is a noble good across all cultures. It is put in a sacred space, right? If you no. are charitable, that that is universally well, a good only concept. to a certain degree, being completely charitable, like with everything, like you're just gonna have nothing. And then nobody ever gets anywhere. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a separate thing though. I mean, because that would be on the side of the bad things that I said. Well, it has to exists. be balanced, but you, I mean, you're just picking things that you like and then I'm saying this is a virtue we, and nope. therefore God. No, yeah, we did say the bad things were included. We did yeah. state that. I'm using universal values that we can all like see to, and virtues are typically good. And why are values ideal. just a product of evolution? Just a product of brains, evolution. Nothing okay, e even then, we still are idealistic creatures. Okay, so I'm not giving you that. Why do we all have them? About how these come to be through evolution, but then what? I think what you guys are saying, the opposing side would say. We can even accept evolution as perfectly true, and yet we still have this phenomenon of virtues that are non-physical. Would that be? Correct? You're getting close. I I, pre I appreciate you rapid like working on understanding. Well, I, because I try to be like kind of precise with my language and not like just go on and on about like you know all this other stuff. I'm well, trying the, to answer, get the answer is substance. it's not just evolution, right? So virtues are more than evolution. Just physical yep. evolution, nothing more. But they're non-physical as well, virtues. That's more, means, they, more than that. So let's let them answer. How is virtues more than just physical evolution? So I was it, it represents in the physical so because it transcends us. Is the I don't like, care how, I'm trying I mean, to word how it, how it, is it more? How is it more than physical? Why is so, it not just a product of physical evolution? Because if what what virtue did you say again? I'm sorry. I'm thinking any of them. Any pick anyone you want. Okay. Okay. So we agree that like that uh, love is is pretty much a a societal good, right? It's good to love. Sure. And things can maybe. be lovely, right? We have a virtue sure, to them. Sure. Maybe a, I don't care. Uh, Matt, you, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can agree with that. Sure. As like a, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. So independently. Okay. So toward the science side of things, right? Uh, towards uh, the historicity, archaeology, all that good stuff, right? So you have multiple cultures across the face of the earth that all developed the I same. Don't, that's a genetic fallacy. I don't care. Wait, what? The same virtues. Genetic independently, fallacy. without communication. Genetic fallacy. Amongst different people. You can call it a fallacy all day. It doesn't make it not true. Wait, I, okay. So it is. It is. I agree. It's true that they culture. did develop these things. It's just so not how do you explain that away with science? True. You can't explain no, 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 this no, no, away no. with science. It doesn't matter. That doesn't make it true. The fact that people came to develop certain feelings and those feelings are the same doesn't mean those feelings correspond that, to reality. That would that would be beyond science. So I would say that goes for atheism. That would be beyond too. evolution. Yes, because, atheism isn't true because lots of people believe it. That's is not what makes no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. saying. If, if you can just <laughs> find one society in the history of the entire, please human let's stop talking about societies. Don't don't bring up societies. It does not matter. A genetic so, fallacy is a fallacy. Well, I mean, it, of irrelevant. It, it, it kind of no, does. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. It just care. because they're making the, doesn't they're bringing the argument up. It doesn't matter. The number of societies that believe something is irrelevant to the truth of the claim. All society. I think it matters a lot. It matters so, a lot. Society. I mean, science can't explain it away. Evolution can't explain it away. Gentlemen, I, I do just just one second. Let's give Tom a chance to finish. I promise we'll come right back to you, Matthew. All humans believed in flat Earth about four thousand years ago. The That's number of true. people who believe something is irrelevant. A genetic fallacy is a fallacy of irrelevance in which an arguments or information are disseminated or validated based solely on their source or origin rather than their content. Literally does not matter where the idea came from. It does not matter if it came from a farting elephant rainbow in the sky. It makes no difference. The fact that a really good idea can come from something is zero evidence that the origin is true. This is literally a basic fallacy proven in science to be a fallacy of irrelevance has no connection to the truth whatsoever. So every time you say that it's proven false in every field of science, the question was, why do you think anything virtues? I don't care is more than just a physical process in the brain. What evidence do you have? And if the only evidence you have is a bunch of people came to those ideas independently in independent cultures, congratulations, that's a genetic fallacy. It's done by evolution. You don't need any non-physical spiritual garbage. Is there anything else on Earth that has all the same virtues? Because they've had just, some of them have had, I mean, turtles have had more time to evolve than humans, right? uh, Time isn't the same as evolution. The amount of time doesn't guarantee like it's going to happen. Evolution doesn't work that way. Um, I, do you, I do you not that, believe but... that animals feel some sort of a lo- of basic love towards? Yeah, because it's a it's a virtue. Like, like so. Well, wait, 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 wait. Like, is it a yes or no answer? Like, do you think a dog some. can feel? Yeah, even I think in a they, basic form. Yeah, yeah. So, some. like, I I think that animals, uh, if you decide, or even like life, right? Like, plants will gravitate to what they see as good, like sunlight, right? What feeds them? They will no, they don't see anything as good. How do you know that? It sustains them. It sustains them. They don't have any opinions. The sunflower will move to the sun. What what is good? What and that's where like so virtue. No, it's not good. There's no good correlation. In twenty years, if science said that like like there was a big field of science that said that plants have brains, would you come back on this and apologize? If they had evidence, sure. Yes. Okay. I mean, plants literally signify like whenever they're in pants, but that's not my point. I'm saying. That virtues, right, are are pretty universal, even in like no. 
What do you mean, no? Rocks have no virtues. The vast majority of space has no virtues. Particles have no virtues. Electrons have no virtues. Neutrinos have no virtues. Uh, baryons have no virtues. Gluons have no virtues. 99.9 dark matter, like no forms. virtues. Dark energy, no virtues. 99.9999999999999% of the reality has no virtues. But so, even if I grant uh, that a virtue is non-physical, how does that in any way mean that a god exists? Okay, so that that so you're just are, defining God to be that in which in, is a virtue. I'm fine with that. They can define God as virtues and say virtues are non-physical. Therefore, but then I mean, can't fine. we kind of like why push back a that, little bit on that and say like you're why just wouldn't that be polytheism? The way that you want to define God, that's fine. They can define God however they want. But as then as this God, something outside these of gods time. don't have any real influence on the natural world. There is no manifestation of a physical God or a disembodied. If they're mind virtues and virtues, I mean, the sun and moon way, exist. In any detectable Saturn, way. Uranus, oh they all exist in the physical, and they are all gods to certain polytheists throughout time and history. There, the physical... but you just said two certain polytheists, and we're talking about polytheism. That's everything Poly from yeah, polytheism versus atheism. You right now, as the opposing side, you are supposed to be giving evidence and reasons as to why polytheism exists, yes. and your answer is that some people believe in. Poseidon. No, that, that, so what I'm saying is a polytheism is the belief in multiple gods, right? Yes. And polytheism spans a tradition as old as we are, potentially. That's right? irrelevant as T-Jump. No, no, no. I'm building the conversation. I'm not trying to trap you. I'm literally building. So we have yes, a deep... and the sky is blue. Okay, cool. Right? Yeah. So if a polytheist tradition sees a physical thing that is purely physical and goes yes that is my god then that god exists no and, that's called making stuff well, like i mean i'm pretty sure that like 99 percent of the, the audience listening just that if you, you i mean said, if, if you or anyone else expects us to come in with a one plus one equals two kind of argument i mean that's not going to be what happens right you're just you're just defining god how you want to define god without showing any evidence that this god so, so again let's talk in about reality in some evidence through rational detectable way through the rational right again yeah. like how do we there was get no rash, to, there's nothing rational in anything you've said your argument yeah, so is, you're calling all wait, of the wait, wait, humanities wait. philosophy irrational so no, why no, not no. just say it's philosophy yeah, yes that's what you're saying stop 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 that yes is, interrupt that is exactly stop what you're saying so, your guys argument is is people see things in reality like the sun they make up feelings and virtues based off of these things. It makes them feel good. Therefore, they're gods. That is bullcrap. It's called making shit up. No, and that's why I asked the question. Why is your belief any different than people seeing things, making shit up, and it making them feel good? Your claim was you, you made some other claims about non-physical stuff. That's where it's actually interesting and relevant to talk about because that differs from science. But if your only claim is gods are we look at things, we make up fifis about them, and we have those fifis, that's fine. It's just not what a god actually is. You're just How, so as an atheist, you're defining a god, right? Yes. Like, yes. That that to me is oh. is is complete backwards, right? Because you're in a non you're you're what you exist in is not walking, right? It is a non action, non belief, right? As a seeker, no, 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 I'm not, a, I'm not a, I'm not a soft atheist. I'm a strong atheist. There are no gods. No, that's what I'm saying. Okay, that's you what you're you taking us, a non position. Yes, 
right? No, so like a non-position would be like agnosticism no, or weak no, atheism? No, no, no. Uh, we're agreeing, is, is we're, we're agreeing with different terms. Uh, right. As an atheist, you, you do not believe in, in gods anything. Gods do be- not exist. Okay. I believe. I have a positive belief. Gods do not exist. Okay. Uh, that, I, I actually know as a fact but, that theists like personal relationship gods do not exist. I, I can say it like with certainty that's true but as i said in the beginning deism i don't even care about deism so but deism would qualify as polytheism as well well no, no. not necessarily no <laughs> oh my yeah. god there can so, be no, one no, deistic no, god there can be one deistic god that we no but there are polytheists that say all the gods are far away i don't uh, care they do not enter yeah but i'm saying that that includes polytheism whether uh I don't. Yeah, you're debating like so many different things. You even defined a god for us. I mean, yes. well, this god. should just be this is so easy for you guys because polytheism can mean whatever you want it to mean. So you just we, I should just forfeit right now. T jump and I should just forfeit because you can so, literally you can define so again, it, it, you can you can define God however you want to define God. And I've, I've and defined are, God in a succinct way. I've defined gods in a succinct way. As fifis. No, so uh, and and part of in in the through the realm of ideals through virtues through Fee-fees. reasoning, Fee-fees. right? Those are feelings. I mean, you're, it, you're saying it, I got feelings. Feelings. You're, therefore we're, you're literally pointing to a glass and saying, "Ah, oh, the glass is half empty." That that's like <sighs> like so. What you are? Yeah, I agree. Like, that that's. I don't even I'm know saying. what that means. Of course, of course, you would agree. <laughs> Yeah, if you agree, tell me what that means. That's really interesting. What does that even mean? I'm, I'm pointing at the glass and saying it's half empty. How? how is what you're saying is you're right, you guys, but you're do wrong. Do you guys actually know each no, other? No, no, no I'm saying you're not considering what? all. Like you're not considering the perspectives and views on the glass to make the judgment that it's half empty or not. I still uh, have no idea what that means. Like, wait, my you, view is there you're, you're are looking, no anthropocentric beings that are non-physical. There are no non-physical it objects. It seems like every time Jordan gets to a point where he's defining something that the audience can understand. T jump jumps in after about. Uh, I, I, three I can seconds promise within. you that the audience does and not understand. I, I already like. I can just say that they. Yeah, I've let you guys talk for like five, ten minutes at a time. You said gibberish the entire time. About thirty seconds each time, but yeah, so, okay, no, about like but five minutes. Do you believe that gods are disembodied minds? Uh, they can be. Yeah. Sure. Why not? So, evidence. What evidence do you have that exists? Like, we've we've been giving that evidence. I must have missed it. it. The genetic fallacy, is that your evidence? People in all cultures develop these independently without talking to each other? Is that your only evidence? Because if it is, I can just genetic that, fallacy. That's one of them. Bin. Garbage bit. Do you have anything else? That's that's one of them. Okay, well, it's a garbage so bit. It's through a garbage rash- evidence. We've proven this the, wrong. Do you have the else? same thinking that we get, exploration, observation, the sciences, understanding our own world, we come to the same conclusions about the divine deity and the expression of nature. And you're you're denying that we get an expression no, no, I, I can of grant nature. that. So let, let's grant that. Let's grant that. Okay. Through the same thinking that we get science. Virtues get are developed through learning and through practice and sure, virtues sure, sure. Wait, 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 and body religion aspect and body That's fine. Let's grant that. Let's say the same thinking that develops science also develops bullshit. Okay, why do you think the fact that both bullshit and science come from the same system makes them the same? It's called a false equivalence fallacy. Just because they have the same origin doesn't it's mean it's not origin. It's in tandem. What it's not or they yeah, rely exactly. on each other. I don't know no, how you're not. No, they don't. Yes, I believe they do. in science. I'm I'm very familiar with science. I don't have to believe in any bullshit fairy. You don't. Or gods you personally do, do not. But I'm Correct. saying what, so they're not in tandem. Literally, what it means. So. The ability to be idealistic, right, 
is a virtue. So, uh, so like, uh, slingshot. What? What does so, that do with what I said? Did you quote that through, from Deepak Chopra? Through having a, hold on. It's a good one. Though. High five. High five. Through having an interpersonal connection with the mundane world and understanding that you have a connection with it, right? And the virtues, you get the expression of what something is and you can explore it, break it down to its most simple part in forms and virtues, right? To understand what it is. The divine part wrong. of that- I can make up forms and virtues that I just pulled out of my ass and they're wrong. And so we need some way to differentiate. Are these ideas that I made up correct ideas or incorrect okay. ideas? And, then, and just uh, the we, fact that I came up with them in some method and, is not good. And so- Again, like you're throwing away like the baby with the bathwater on this in, in, in a way. So well, okay, wait, couldn't I make up a virtue that just states like um it is a virtue to not interact with the with to not change the natural order of things? And then therefore, if I see like a, a starving child on the side of the road, it would be a virtue to not assist this child because you're not supposed to interfere with the natural world. Couldn't I just define a virtue to be that? I mean, I would say that that's more like a so it gets weird. So one, I would say no, because it's not like a universal feeling. You would still like feel in that decision-making you'd universal. be choosing like a, you'd be choosing like a form of stoicism over like your inclination to show love or charity or sacrifice. Well, what about a psychopath that just doesn't care? Okay. Why so are you using the word universal when literally there are humans that exist on the earth that don't care? Okay, and then like that—that's part of the material. That's what I would say. It's their experience with that virtue, and that can change through whatever you have through your body, through your mind, through whatever. Yeah, you right? don't see those same individuals that are having the same experiences at the same time. Like it's—it's it's not a thing. What? In development, the two individuals. He's talking about two different types of individuals that were instilled with virtues growing, and then one that wasn't right. Well, no, even then, like if a psycho, if someone that has a mental disorder uh, cannot express happiness, right? That's not a that's not a defect of virtue. That's something biological, mechanical that is stopping them from experiencing that in the physical. Metaphysical, like happiness, still exists. It just may not be out of their reach. But they, they can they can choose to ignore the starving child. They they could be walking home from the supermarket with a bag full of fresh groceries. You know, a roasted chicken and a sub, like a you know a, a sub. I would, and I would they call could, that. And not... They could choose not to give the food to the starving child, and sure. I could I could define this as a virtue because I don't believe that interfering with the natural order of things is a good thing. But now, but what you you're saying is that if it's a coping it. mechanism. You're, you're yeah. coping by saying, uh, "Well, inside, deep down inside, I truly, truly, truly." want and desire to help the starving child and yet i go against that instinct because i don't want to interfere how is this any different than any other human going against their instinct to do certain things that are quote virtuous your rendition is sacrifice like, or something like, like this. your ability to memorize like how you've felt in these instances is uh exactly what we're saying like I, you have obviously felt these emotions. You've obviously like this is instilled in your mind. Well, I was having this thought experiment last night where I was imagining whether or not if I had like my cat and just some random person that I don't even know just in my other hand. And I was thinking to myself, which one would I let go if I was forced to let go of one of them? 
Like, I'm actually not really sure. I might actually choose my cat because it just means more to me. I mean, is that a yeah. problem? I mean, now we're like on ethics, which is a base of philosophy. Um, but, and like virtue can play a part of that. Uh, what we it get seems from- like you're just defining things the way that you want to define them in order to, like, you're just defining, God is the definition. It's well within definition, definition of God. So, so with that, right? Um, I would say from, because I, I'm, I pull from more of like Neoplatonism, uh, personally, if you want like a personal thing, like in, in understanding virtue, it is like understanding anything else. It can take practice to fully grasp it, even though it, you can have innate qualities of it. And this may not be felt the same way through nature and nurture, understanding these phenomena for yourself, like happiness. What is happiness? How do you sustain it? What does happiness mean as a intellectual concept? right? What is the virtue of happiness? Um, so in your example that a person um, just ignores, purposely ignores, like know something is wrong, but ignores uh, someone on the value of letting the natural order be, I would say that their philosophy would lack understanding of the virtues in general, and even of the natural world in general, because human nature is to give and to adhere to these virtues more often than not and as you experience as you practice these virtues uh sacrifice giving courage etc uh and you ascend you go to this higher ideal of oneself that is attributed to gods what they embody because they are the highest ideal of something uh, that can become a methodological religious practice something that cultures can attach to and emulate as we explore the natural world, as we explore phenomena, things that are not physical, like love, like the experience of love, of charity, of courage, of sacrifice. It just seems like, honestly, it just seems like, if I were to be honest, it just sounds so childish. You can just think of so many thought experiments where it just like, imagine you're walking into like a forest and you know, there's a there's a child in the forest and there's a pack of wolves attacking the child. Now, would it be the courageous thing to do to interfere and try to fight off the pack of wolves to f- save the child? What if you have a family at home? What if what if, if that's you, why it's a virtue? Because it's you a try high to ideal. Fight, it's bigger but than why yourself. would a virtue not be self-preservation? And more people than not do support it. Or the family that I have at home. If I interfere and try to assist this child by defending from a pack of wolves, I might die, and therefore my family at home will starve. Yes, courage and, ver- courage and sacrifice it. is a virtue. And if you value, if no, you, you sure value that, would every single person in the world would they would they do uh, it? No, defend if against the pack home, of wolves to save they, a child. Heads up, we'll home. go into the Q and A in about. Let's see, we're at seven twenty-eight. We usually go in at about that time, so about a few minutes. Okay, so. If, if, if uh, let's say the average person experiences that and they choose, uh, let's, let's, I, I'm not sure who would say who would go, that define, that's their practice with that virtue of courage, with that virtue of self-sacrifice. And if they have a high ideal, both concepts like tier, they may have a higher chance of throwing themselves through the wolves and do what's possibly uh, the more virtuous thing, right? But let's say that they go home, whether they believe in a God or not, they, they may experience trauma and regret survivor's guilt from this and that's what the virtues do because it's unvirtuous to not be sacrificial does that mean everyone has to be sacrificial to be a good person no no that's not the claim 
And we know these virtues because we can ascend through, through rational thinking of thought and embody what that perfect phenomena of that virtue would be. And that's like wisdom, courage, sacrifice, love, beauty. This is the what the gods represent. This is what we infer by our experiences as being a human. And we can connect with and we can strive for. And that's not even talking about other phenomena like uh, like insight, falling asleep at a temple and gaining new knowledge about something. Happened all the time in Rome, happens now in Hindu temples, all sorts of weird phenomena where people get inspiration directly from uh, an unknown metaphysical possible source. That's physical. We know what causes that. Yeah, but inspiration is okay, God. then go sleep in a church and have great ideas. Well, you don't go need to do sleep it in a right church. Now. We, literally, we literally know that you can gain knowledge by sleeping because your subconscious is processing information. This is a discovery okay. process in physical reality. You don't need a God for this. Except okay. we know that more often than not, it's happening within these places. It's not, actually. We more know. often than not, there are people that don't yeah. have these experiences. They yeah, exist. Yes, and so, again, uh, I was going to go into... I don't want to misspeak. I have some stuff prepared. I would love to have more prepared. I I'm ready to go to the Q&A. I think, what, didn't James? I think, sorry, James, you said that we're going to go to questions? Or? Yeah, sorry about that. What are we I doing? I, yeah. I ran out of things to say. I, I, the I'd like to say that, anything. you know, the opposition hasn't been able to explain away. Science doesn't explain away how different groups of humanity uh, across the face of the earth have able to been able to label the same things with the same fashion not just you know hey there's a guy that lost an eyeball and he was a combat veteran now he's a guy of wisdom and they use that person as some something right no we what we've not been able to explain away is the fact that humanity across the board 17 different religions that we know of currently uh have been able to place a guy with one eyeball uh at the top of a pantheon or near the top of a pantheon anyways uh discounting certain things near the top of a pantheon um and we're and we're explaining that away with because they're human the same reason they have arms and legs like why, why do all gods have arms and legs and penises it's because they're human No. It certainly can be. Shoot. Yeah. I was on mute. The first question was Zinovaya. Thank you for your question. Let me know if I pronounced it right. It said, is divine inspiration valid? Yeah. So, it's, it's, go ahead, George. Sorry. No, I would say, so So it depends what you mean by valid, right? Um, and, and for that, I'd say I would love to have more data on divine inspiration if we could have a way to measure that and quantify it. But yes, valid in the sense that it can happen to a person. A person can experience the phenomena, be inspired from something outside themselves or they perceive outside themselves, and it changed the course of their life uh, through new ideas, exploration of the world, understanding themselves or their place in the world better. So yeah, it's valid. Why wouldn't it be? Uh, that, that's my take. Anybody else? Yeah, I would agree that it could be valid, but it doesn't point to a physical God or a disembodied mind that can interfere or affect the natural world in some detectable way. You got it. This one coming in from, do appreciate it, Atheo Rakatru. Let me know if you pronounced that right. said, let's bridge the gap, Atheo Paganism. In other words, a combination, what's the word for that when you combine words? Uh, it starts with a P. 
like no idea. Bradgelina. Palindrome. That's it. That might be it. This is atheo paganism. They say a combination of athea- atheism and paganism. They say even fills in the issues that T. Jump had with this debate or with his debate with RN Ra recently. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, there's even a new branch of paganism called neo paganism that attaches, or my bad, uh, neo atheism um, that attaches paganism with atheism in a way of explaining how the sciences themselves, uh, the sciences, uh, how each thing is defined could be in relation towards a god or goddess, um, could be uh, uh, matched with a phenomena uh, or things that we perceive as a phenomena. Um, and just you're just renaming the subject. Um, so, yeah, it is something that attempts to bridge that gap. You got what it. Anybody else? About, what was the oh, question? Yeah. Like the first part? So having something to do with what I talked about in my debate with Arn? They said that, yes, that atheopaganism, a combination of atheism and paganism, I'm not sure what that would imply, that there are many gods or zero gods. I'm uh, not... I could I could better define that. It means that possibly. atheists believe in something, and their beliefs no, no. are defined as belief. Well, no, we talked I about think... atheo-spiritualism, where most atheists are spiritual. They believe in like ghosts and spirits no, and I, stuff. Has anyone heard the term atheo-pagan before? Can you nope. raise your hand if you've heard the term? No, I have no, never heard I've heard okay. it. Okay, then I, can I make myself the resident expert? Because I've at least heard the term, and I could be well, wrong. Just to clarify, you mentioned what me and Aaron talked about in our debate. And what we talked about was atheist-spiritualism, where most atheists are spiritual. So I think that's what he's referring to. Okay. Is that what you're referring to, is spiritual atheists? Jordan? Is, so, no, no. The w- way I read that question, I'm fine being wrong, and hopefully not, is that there are atheists, self-proclaimed atheists, and I'm not de- saying that they're not atheists, uh, uh, believe the importance of archetypes, folklore, like Jungian archetypes that impact their their way of experiencing the world. They can identify a phenomenon and be like, ah, oh, dude, that's just the breeze, but I like it. And that reminds me of this. They understand that folklore uh, and mysticism is important for the human experience. Uh, and then like for use of meditation, right? Things like that. They, they want a better connection with the world through the means that their bodies like kind of inclinate to and they vibe with it but they would say there are no gods this is just my brain playing tricks on me etc but they vibe with it they're fine uh with that experiencing being enthralled in it is that acceptable to you tom it has nothing to do with anything me and Aaron talked about but so i would guess that's not what he's talking about so I guess he's yeah, talking a- about atheists, atheists experience things we yes. all experience things atheists experience things yes this one coming in from, by the way, the word was portmanteau when you combine two words like that. 60-second skeptic says, if we have two jars, one filled with 10,000 gods and one f- with nothing inside, how do we tell which jar is true? That's the gods in it. No, that was like one. the whole point of the debate, which I feel like we never really got to that. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm honestly, I don't know how to answer that question. I, I'd have to put more thought into it, personally. Gotcha. This one from the ungoogleable man says, "How is slapping the label of God on quote unquote virtues any different from slapping it on a coffee cup 
in saying since the cup exists, God exists. I mean, Neoplatonism would agree uh, through the enmeshation of like forms because there is an ideal like thought the, through the, the one where ideas are and they live, uh, but live by exist that we kind of like pull from. That's why every culture, despite talking to each other, has an axe. Uh, it's because the form matters. Uh, our experience with the material matters. There is a divine idea of an axe. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I would say either way, could you could work your way up to a God belief by saying that things exist or fit similar and there may be an ideal thing uh, to this and the gods are a part of that process. Uh, and notice how he said you can work your way up to a God belief. He didn't say that you can work your way up to a God. Very important distinction. I mean, a lot of people start with God by a question and then automatically there's an answer. But yeah, this one was my experience. Uh, but yeah, sorry. No problem. This one from Matt Lee says T-Jump has no beard. Debate lost. Tom, <laughs> it's true. You've always been clean shaved. It's that handsome. You know, if you have a handsome face, you can't cover it up. So no offense to all three of you other guys. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this one coming in from Bubblegum Gun says the polytheist. I think they mean for both of you. They say. It is I, the CEO of Polytheism, Bubblegum is their name. They say, contact me after the show so I may impart the knowledge of polytheism onto you all. I'm on standing for truth. Do you guys know of this Bubblegum gun fellow? It sounds important if he's the CEO of Polytheism. He's in the comments. (laughs) That's very true, yeah. So this one from a perfect error says the polytheists misunderstood T-Jump when he said, quote, we find anchoring biases across all societies, unquote. They interpreted that as some sort of zeitgeist thing. Um, I mean, it's possible. So my argument was was that uh, an anchoring bias is something that has occurred in all societies, independent of them talking to one another. It's something that's ingrained in everyone, everywhere. Independent of culture, just like you think virtues are. And so if you think that virtues are some kind of metaphysical, non-physical thing in the universe, then so is anchoring bias. But if we agree with science and anchoring bias is just a biological product of the brain to support evolution, then we can just conclude that virtues are as well and there's no non-physical aspects to them. See, I think that's just Occam's razor kind of being used, right? Because like, oh, everyone makes an axe, therefore axes are, are useful, right? Because it's that would be an anchoring bias of an invention of an axe every culture has an axe right or most do or even if you're saying green bias is a fallacy it's a it's a logical fallacy it's not has nothing to do with axes no you're misunderstanding so if uh if every culture has an idea or a group of cultures have an idea separate from one each other that are the same you can attribute this bias through the simple fact that humans could develop similar ideas because we're all similar right uh through the idea of like forms and virtues uh, that goes through a, a different narrative of exploring the natural universe, coming to the same properties something has, uh, understanding it and its usefulness and its potential. Uh, and then that, that rationally leads up through uh, philosophy and reasoning of, of deity or phenomena uh, that has, has these same attributes. 100%. That's what you can... and, and, also, and also what Jordan said in the opening. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's fine. Anchoring bias, I, I think, is a good scientific uh, view of the world, sure. Uh, lots of different groups can come up with the same conclusion independent of each other. Um, but I would also say that's quite the phenomena that we did that, and that's also worth exploring more in depth. This one coming in from, do appreciate it, 
Fak Har Us says, James, interview a solipsist next time. Thanks for that idea. You guys ever heard the joke about solipsism from Elvin Plantinga? I haven't. Let's hear it. I'll tell it at the end. This one from Eddie Dean says, is the act of vaping virtuous? Is there a god of vaping? No. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, there's pleasure if you get pleasure from it. Um, True. Wait, sure. wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Okay, you two are disagreeing on this? Hmm? You two disagreed a lot. I think you guys argued amongst each other as much as we uh, are. I'm just curious like if you're disagreeing. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'll let you do it, give your rationale. Of the, the, we came to an agreement, so I just bridged the gap. So God of Vaping, yeah. uh, probably not. I don't know. Uh, we could have just found her or him. Sure, why not? Uh, but but God, God of Pleasure, his pleasure uh, is a virtue as well. It's uh, something universally loved. We all love to feel good, right? And so like Hedon, Hedonism, um, or just like Aphrodite, Venus, whatever, aspects of pleasure exist. So therefore, uh, vape for Venus if it gives you pleasure. Uh, there's physical consequence to that, sure, but so it's existing. So why not? Juicy. Yeah, and I was, tr- I was trying to give a funny answer there as well, Dustin. Like, no, like, don't do it, kids. Are jokes metaphysical? We had an early one from, quote, Satan did nothing wrong, is their username. They say, question for the polytheists. How do you know Gandalf isn't spiritual? How can we check? Actually, it's it's a good question because uh, the Lord of the Rings was written while uh, J.R.R. was in the, the trenches of uh, World War II. So maybe there's actually a plausible possibility that Tolkien uh, stated that Gandalf, like in his belief system, possible, probably not probable. Uh, stated that Gandalf might be a symbolism of something. I mean, he did go from gray to white. Uh, there's there's actually something inside of that, that that's plausible, but probably not probable. Yeah, uh, if I could expand too. Again, uh, we're not literalists. So like lore doesn't, it has a place in understanding other people's experiences with this phenomenon. Uh, so like uh, the Poetic Edda or the Iliad or whatever the case may be in identifying these characteristics. So Gandalf does exude certain characteristics, which I said before, like courage, sacrifice, wisdom. Um, so you can argue there's a spiritual component to him, but that's the same thing with any uh, character, folklore, whatever you want to call it, that exhibits idealistic characteristics. Um, I say that we have the marriage as the authentic audience to know that, yeah, Gandalf's like a dude that exists for a certain series, just like the polytheists of, of Rome understood like, yeah, the, what I just said, the gods represent these virtues that are, uh, that uh, do exist in our mundane world. Now as we understand them. So Venus is love and we can connect the love through Venus. Uh, for example, they, they wouldn't go all the gods are on Olympus. That's, that's my meaning of that. Juicy. Any last thoughts, folks, gentlemen? Um, Otherwise, I would just say that it ahead. seems as if the opposing side was not able to provide any definition or evidence for multiple gods that manifest in reality in physical ways. We have every we back oh, wait, debate. Wait, at this hold point, on one second. We talking There's about the question. One last question I missed, and this actually is it, it's an imperfect alignment with what Dustin just said. So I'll give you guys a chance to respond. I want to read this. Black Eye Fly said, "How many gods exist?" And how do you know that's the right number? 
I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't give a number. I would say that uh, per tradition, per group, per culture, I don't know how many virtues there are. I don't know how many gods. I don't know how they would name their gods and goddesses. And therefore, I wouldn't give a number at all. Yeah, that's where you get into like, uh, cultural perceptions of the ideal, uh, which through, I think, Neoplatonism like Plotinus, if you want some recommended reading, read The Needs of Plotinus. Very, very interesting to the very least. Uh, also, the uh, Agrippa Four Rules of Occult, or Four Books of Occult Philosophy are very good in breaking down uh, the core ideas that make up my current exploration into the divine. Um, but essentially, uh, the the material world is, is messy. It's not perfect, of course. Uh, ideals and virtues exist within it. So some cultures may identify heavily with some aspects of others uh, just through the uh, uh, the the material not being perfect. It's not ideal. That's why we look towards the ideal. We're, we're full of inspiration and imagination and, and really want this connectivity uh, to things that are idealistic that we can see and perceive within our own world. Um, that like, like we want to get to the heavens. So we get, we go to the moon, right? We, we have this ideal that we want to to explore space in the heavens and we claw our way there believing that we can, uh, and experiencing the world and understanding the phenomena that can help us get there through the virtues of exploration, of wisdom, uh, of understanding the natural world. These things lead us there. You got it. it, it Any last thoughts? Okay, I'll quick tell you, thought. I haven't told this joke in a long time. But so I will probably butcher it, but I'm going to give it a shot. So Elvin Plantinga told this joke and he said, there was once a philosophy. So this is the solipsist joke. He said there was once a philosophy professor who was visiting university and in particular the philosophy department there. And when he arrived, he found out that there was one of the philosophers there was a solipsist. And he says, in other words, if anybody folks, by the way, because there are a couple hundred people watching. If you don't know what a solipsis is in philosophy, it's this idea that you're the only one that exists. Your experience is real, but like everybody else, like for example, Tom Jump and Dustin and just everybody, even your own mom or dad, they all aren't actually real. They're just kind of figments of your experience. Eddie Dean, thanks for your last minute super chat, said, so let me, I'll get back to the joke. They say, so is everyone who believes in different gods going to their own separate afterlifes, polytheists? I think that in general, uh, most uh, cultures have came to generally the same ideologies. How you get there may be a little different, but um, generally across across planet Earth, this beautiful planet, um, in general, when you weigh the amount of different uh, polytheistic faiths versus those uh, versus the opposition, uh, generally speaking, far more of them have generally the same concept. Uh, of the afterlife more so than the not and and i would say yeah so so yeah we go back to like ideals right so a few so, things well, on like basically you don't you actually don't know the answer to the question that would be correct yeah so okay uh, i just wanted to like if you just wanted to say those words before you go and talk about more of what you don't know that was just i wish tchamp would have let you talk more during the debate just to get it out there you know just to start with i don't actually know but and then, you know, I mean, I think we've been pretty intellectually honest, like this entire time, busy, like he completed his thought. If we could complete our thoughts more, you'd have a well more defined idea of what we're talking about through this entire thing. Uh, so uh, on afterlife. Uh, so 
I would say that we are, again, ideals. Like, we have ideals of what, like, an afterlife could be. I personally would say that in the philosophy that leads us to things like the atom, like Neoplatonism, there's not a lot of talk of an afterlife. It's about the theory of religion, theory of philosophy, theory of virtues, theory of the gods, and not so much an interpersonal afterlife. Um, And I would say that if you're living this life looking forward to an afterlife, uh, make this one a good one and you'll have what you'll need in the next one if there is one. On the bona fide view of an afterlife, uh, I don't know. I'll just live a good life here and be prepared in whatever way. I don't know. Juicy. So, on to the solipsist joke. As I mentioned, the philosophy professor got to this philosophy department and he found out, he said, I, there's really a solipsist here and he said, yeah, he's, he's a professional philosopher. He's got his Ph.D., and he's a solipsist. And so he said, well, could I meet him? And they said, uh, yeah, I'm sure. And so he went in, and he met the philosopher who was a solipsist, and he had a good conversation. And as he left, the other faculty who had brought them to Fred, the solipsist, said, yeah, well, we all take special care of Fred here because if he goes, we all go. That's good. I like that. <laughs> it is. Not my joke, as I've been planning us, but pretty good. That's a good one. That, that's, that's, that's fun, though. <laughs> it is. But we do want to say, folks, our guests are linked in the description. If you would like to hear more of their views, you certainly can. As you can see at the bottom right of your screen, learn more about your guest views from their links in the description box below. That includes at the podcast. So if you're listening via the podcast, as folks, I don't know if you know this, but 100% of our debates end up on the podcast, usually within 24 hours of them being live on YouTube. And we put our guest links there in the podcast episode description as well. One last from the super, what's the uh, the live chat? Black Eye Fly says, thanks for hosting this debate and for all the work you do. Thanks so much for your kind words. All credit to the speakers. They are the lifeblood of the channel. And I saw one, Art V said, I, I had thought about solipsism when I was a kid. It's funny, there's some research on how kids have thought through a lot of these like really way more complex ideas philosophically than you'd expect. So for example, like the, the matrix idea too, which is different from solipsism, but nonetheless, it's interesting kind of a philosophy type thing, but we want to say thank you to our guests. It's been a true pleasure to have you guys here tonight. Thanks everybody. What's so special about hero bread, soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.